You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. Live from Podcast Detroit and Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. It's time to take a leap of faith with Jackie, Rocky, Nora, and Gina for some entertainment and inspiration. Join them every Wednesday at noon. You can always find us at podcastdetroit.com. I gotta ask, what were you born to do? What time is it? It's nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. City Sound. Sorry, Mary. Okay. It's, All right. It's hump day. It's hump day. It's, 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 it's not somewhere. It's noon somewhere. It's noon somewhere. It's noon somewhere. It's noon somewhere, you guys. Somewhere it's noon. It's noon somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's noon somewhere, you guys. Somewhere it's noon. You weren't sure what? Anyway, what's going on, girls? I thought for sure one of you would be on at noon today. Oh, no. No. Yeah, I was. I, I, I was waiting for it. I would, I, I've been on, I I've been on since noon. I've been waiting for you Have guys you? patiently. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen, we weren't even sure nor was But I was 10 minutes late, thing. so I don't know if that really counts. Like, you're I was all, at like 12, 10. And we, did, hey, we weren't sure nor, nor was going to show since she declined uh, Jackie's invite. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get an okay. invite. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's that wine, Nora? Yeah. Well, you know, Jackie. actually. It's actually just sweet tea. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> a nice glass. You're not, you're not drinking wine. Yeah, no, there's what's always going one. On? Oh, you know what, girls? Could you tell a sister that she's got a tag hanging out here? Are you just let me look. I shot. didn't know. Where's the tag hanging? Where's it hanging out at? It was hanging out of the side, the sweater hanger thing. You I could, didn't you see it. You can at least it. let a girl know. Didn't see it, honey. Sorry. Didn't see I thought it. it was the price tag because I thought you were going to take it back after the interview. Yeah, so we were gonna, <laughs> yeah. Uh, about to mess She up. was. Yeah. She was going to take it back. <laughs> no, I, oh. I would never do that. So look, hey, you guys, you know, last week, did, didn't we talk about if we would lie for somebody, if we would tell a we lie? We did. We did. Yes. Yeah. So this is so funny. I, You know, my husband and I were looking for a movie to watch on um, Sunday. And we go on Amazon Prime and we see this movie called The Lie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we should we should watch this. You know, so we're watching the movie and, you know, I'm thinking I know where it's going. Right. This girl, she has this friend. They're going to this um, this uh, uh, ballet camp or something like that. And her dad need to is do a taking, spoiler alert here. Like let people know, like, yeah, <laughs> gonna well, watch the movie. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. But, you know, you kind of think you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It took a whole different turn because there was a big lie in the in the movie. You know, it was a real mm-hmm. she told a really, really big lie, but you didn't know it was a lie. Mm-hmm. But even though it she you didn't know it was a lie, you were like. The parents are lying for her, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So oh, everybody wow. was lying. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was so, um, like, uh, like intense because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you told this one lie. Now you got to tell another lie on top of another lie on top of another wow. lie. Wow. <laughs> it up and up, which and, is how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. Was so, it a good yeah. movie? Was it oh, a good movie? Oh, my God, was it good? It was really good. It well, was really, really good. So I recommend it. 
you, you guys have to have to watch the lie. That's the lie. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you were in that situation and it was your yeah. child, would you have lied for your child? Oh yeah. That? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. And I, I, I could see. I mean, it was their child. I could see right. where yeah. they lie. Yeah. And yeah. and it was yeah. like almost. Yeah. She had some issues. <laughs> I lie for you, Rocky. She, she the the kid had issues, and the dad was uh like oh like the dad let her get away with everything, and the mom was trying to be, more, but she lied too, you know, because it Sounds was her good. kid. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm watching Filthy Rich. Has anyone watched that? I've seen the previews, but I haven't watched it. But so, what is that on? Yeah. What is that on? It's a new TV program on Fox, I think, and it's about yeah, it's this. Fox. Okay. It's about this Southern family that is rather wealthy and they have a TV ministry. Oh, Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. But just at the start of the show, the, um, the husband who's the, who's a preacher on the show, he has to go on a business trip and (laughs) while he's on his, on the flight, his plane full of whores and him crash. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Seriously, as well it should. Yeah. As well yeah. it should. God took that right out of the sky. <laughs> God knocked that out of the sky. So the patriarch <laughs> of the family is out, and all his dirty little secrets of three illegitimate children come to the surface. Oh, yeah. oh, that wow. sounds good. Yeah, this does so it's good. So good. So he's lied his entire married life. And so these three children have sorted, they're adult children, but they have sorted, sorted pasts. Mm-hmm. And now his wife is left to run the company. And he had, from this marriage, he has two children. And so they're like, you know, all of a sudden there's, they've got these other siblings. So and they don't, yeah, yeah. It's they really don't, good. And everybody's got a sorted past and a story to tell. And there's tons of lying and that. Wow. Yeah, and, yep. Ooh, it's so <laughs> It's like soapy, you know, it's like a soap opera type yeah. thing, like a drama, you know, but there's, there's funny things to it. And it's, you know, just like line. Yeah. What is that a new show? I've never heard yeah, of that. It, is. it just it started. Is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, so you recommend it. Huh? What day is it? Um, I haven't watched Wait. it yet, so I don't know. Monday, Monday maybe. I don't know. We oh, take Monday. It, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like to oh, take. We don't have that kind of technology out here in the country, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't, You're, we're just we going to get the synopsis from you every week, and you can yeah, just, really. you just reenact a couple scenes and better. <laughs> Listen so. to me, I'm yeah. so I'm so with it. I say we tape it, like we put in the VCR. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I like to record shows because then I can. Just I do too. The, the commercials. Yeah. Like I do too. That's it. Once it comes yeah. out on Netflix or HBO, then I'm with it. Well, but until anyway, then, I'm like, nah. well, Rocky, <laughs> we can't ask Jackie if she's watching anything because she never watches no. anything. She watches, so. If you've watched Dateline or 2020 right. in the yeah. last 20 years, I think she could yeah. recount all of those episodes. But well, you, you know, <laughs> really, Jackie, there's a show coming on tonight you might be interested in. Whoopi Goldberg is is um, like the whole like the narrator pretty much of the show. And it's a true story about this. Um, I guess she's a, a news reporter, anchor, something like that. And oh, she meets really? this, she meets this guy, and it's it's called the con. So yeah, Ooh. so she yeah, she was saying, oh, it, you're not going to believe how that story turns because the guy wow. is like this great guy. He zips her off all over the world. He sends her video messages. I love you. They're engaged. Um, they're going to get married by the Pope. You know, it's just all this stuff going oh, on. Wait, it, but it's a true story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Whoopi wow. Goldberg. Just, just tell whole. me how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> just tell me how it ends now. You know, I don't know because they only show oh. you like little teaser things. So I want to oh. see what happens. Yeah. Oh. So Whoopi okay. on the View today, she actually said, "You are gonna. This is gonna flip you over because it's oh, so wow. Yeah." The con. Well, that's the I'm, I'm it. actually going to be at the bar tonight. Oh, well, hey. Yeah. You know, so don't get caught. I'll be with her. <laughs> You're going to be with her? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what time well, What time does it start? Probably starts like I at think nine, it's or, nine or, or 10. I think it's 9 well, or 10 tonight. I might tonight. be able to catch it. I'm what are you guys doing tonight at the bar? That sounds interesting. Huh? What's going on what? at the bar tonight? What's going on at the bar tonight? 
It's uh, Vehicle City Sound. Um, they're doing their podcast show from the bar tonight. So um, and Rocky and John Paul are going to be there. Yep. Yeah, are you so, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. You're singing? Yep. So yes, is it going to be virtually seen around the world? No, or? Not, not today. No, it's, I think they live stream it. No, it's, I, they, it, it'll be up tomorrow, isn't it? Don't I think they live stream the I don't performances, know. but we'll, we'll share out. it. Well, Mark's on. Mark okay. will live stream it. All right. I'm yeah. not sure if he's. He can respond to us yeah, here and he let us know in the comments. Us. Anyway, all right. A well, couple bars in the local area have started some live music. Have they out by you too? Um, a little bit by us. Uh, and I know there's a couple like, because uh, I went and did a, a performance, was it last week or two weeks ago? Um, they're doing like live stream stuff too. So like they're kind of like doing like a little hybrid live stream at the bars and stuff, which is kind of cool. So yeah, nice. Yeah, oh. nice. We, were at the, we were at a bar and just, we were, you know, sitting, it was, they were socially distant. We were out like outside in the outside patio portion, you know, it yeah. was nice. and, but there was some music, uh, uh, live music going on in the bar. So mm-hmm. I was actually pretty surprised because I didn't realize that was happening. Yeah. Starting to pick up a little bit. Thankfully. Well, I think, I, I think our guest today can uh, give us an update of what's happening in the yeah. music business. Yeah. Why don't we get ready? Nora? <laughs> Go ahead. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. I am so excited to have Teacher back up today. Our guest, <laughs> on top of being a renowned songwriter and musician and a singer and so many amazing titles, the one I'm most happy to have is the teacher in the house to help me with youth ring. We won't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Anyway, our guest today, Carolyn Streetho, she is a renowned singer that has traveled the world everywhere from the United States to Europe all over. She has performed alongside, I have a list because I, these names are so amazing. I didn't want to get it wrong. Patty Smith, Yoko Ono, Iggy Pop, the Ramones on and on and on two decades um, for two to over two decades and a Grammy nominated album oh and multiple Detroit Ooh, music. Yeah. Awards. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. She also has a and the crowd goes wild. Wait a minute. Gina. Gina. And she is and a book. I and got my book. book. <laughs> oh, Thank man. you. I'm glad Thank you got it. We're going to talk, gonna talk about this. Yep, yes. And I love yeah. the name because it's called Maiden Energy. And when I was thinking about that, Maiden has so many different meanings, you know, as a mm-hmm. noun, as an adjective. So I'm so interested to find out, like, which, you know, what were you thinking or what, what she was thinking when she named the book Maiden Energy? Because it's got so many different meanings. So please help me welcome again our guest, my teacher backup and new best friend. <laughs> Welcome, 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 Carolyn Streho. Hi, can you hear me? You guys can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. uh, Thank you very much. It was a very nice introduction. I I just, yeah, my last uh, CD was Afterthought, and it was on the first ballot for the Grammy nomination. So the first ballot is pretty amazing. And then they go on for the next one. But um, so that was exciting. But yeah, I do. The book is here. I'm looking at a copy, too. So thank you for ordering it. That was a good question about the title, because exactly we went back and forth with the title. You know, it's got if you look at Maiden Energy below it, it says Street Princess. You see that poems mm-hmm. and lyrics? Yeah, Street Princess. Poems. Yeah. That was going to be the title. It was going to be called Detroit Street Princess. Oh, and wonderful I, I, yeah, I that was that really, yeah. well, I don't know what happened, but in my head, I started to think of the song I wrote, Made in Energy, but I still wanted Street Princess, but that'd be a really long title. <laughs> so we just kind of <laughs> amended it to have Made in Energy because she's a maiden, you know, like like a you know young girl, because I wrote this a while ago, the, the poem or the song. 
but she's got all this energy. So rather than say made in, like I'm made in energy, I'm a made in energy. You get it now, Jackie? I do. <laughs> but then when I first read the title, I thought, oh, maiden energy, it could be like maiden, like your maiden voyage, like your first, yeah. the, like the first voyage, uh-huh. like the first energy of that first it could voyage. Be. It could be. Or it could so, be the girl that has all this energy. She That's yeah. her name. Or it could be that you were made. Detroit was made in energy. Yeah. Mm. There were so well, many different cool. meanings. Like yeah. yeah, words so are fun. Words, yeah, yeah, and Street Princess is pretty cool. So I wanted that on there still. And I have a poem in here, Detroit Street Princess. It's in here somewhere. Oh, so cool. that being said, it, it kind of all came together on the front like that. Well, we were going to start with the backstory, but since we are talking about the book, I have to tell you, I just got it, so I haven't Thank had a chance so much. to. I'm so glad oh, you got no. it. Next Thank time um, I see you, I do want you to sign it. Um, Thank you. So uh, I love the cover. So cool. The cover is just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it looks great, Jackie. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Where was this picture taken? That's at um, Detroit Music Weekend at Music Hall, outside, like the tent, you can sort of see it. That was the year a few years ago when uh, um, Jackson's played. Aretha, had, oh, yeah. yeah, Aretha Franklin had played the year before, and mm. then they had it the following year. And outside were the Jacksons, you know, um, Jackson Five. I mean, that's what it was. It was really a big show. So we were inside the tent, and I turned, <laughs> and um, my guitarist husband Scott Daly took the photo, and there it oh, is. Wow, yeah. great, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Well, uh, Go ahead and, and let's, I guess let's start with the book. We weren't going to, like I said, we were <laughs> going to go to the back, but <laughs> it's let's okay. start with the book. Um, tell us about it because it's it's poems and uh, your song lyrics, right? From a lot of your music. Yeah. And you said it the right way because it is not everything. It's some of it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't say volume one on it, but it actually, you know, it was supposed to be like really a memoir type book, which it's a lot of work. So mm. I was writing and writing and writing. I <laughs> stopped writing. And then I went, oh my gosh, there's too many stories. This is going to go on. And I thought about getting an editor. But at that point, I wanted to get the poetry out too, at least part of it, because I found bushels more of poetry, <laughs> and, you know, a whole bunch more. But at least I got started. So there are lyrics in here and there are poems both. I guess they're kind of the same if you think about it, but they read different for a lyric, you know. As songwriter, mm-hmm. I know Rocky is a songwriter. So when you, you know, you, you write a song, you're, you're fit, fitting it the first chorus where a poem might be, it's it's expressing a different way. Mm-hmm. How, long did, this, how you, long did this take? Oh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm just going to ask her what, what made you decide to write the book? Why, why did you want to do it? Well, I've been writing so much all my life. I mean, that's pretty much what I did all the time, which I found out when I found so much more poetry after the book came up, yeah, I must've been writing. I don't know how much a day I was just in my spare, you know, cause I always wow. worked. I always did music and worked, but I think that was my way of getting things. You know, some people write journals, some people. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. when you're young, sometimes you'll write a diary or a journal. Well, I just kept doing it. And I, then I was writing poetry and I was in a band. So I was like, you know, lyrics, po- it all just was something I did. It was, mm-hmm. I guess I still do. <laughs> nope, that answers it. But yeah, if you write, yeah. the way to write is to write, you know, mm-hmm. how did you start writing? It's something that's in you, I think. Yeah. How yeah. long did yes, it, it take is. to uh, put this all together after you decided to, uh, you know, you know, it took a little while yeah, I went back and forth with it because I was doing so many other things and thinking, well, I want to get back to it. And then it was like, this seems like it's now or never, you know, if I don't get this going and get this book done. I mean, I'd started to do something with ML Liebler and then I um, got hooked up with Heather Buchanan from Aquarius Press in Detroit. And she she's put out a lot of books, a lot of poetry books and stories and and she really, really liked the poetry and we got together on it and here it just, it was a process, but it didn't take as long. Maybe it took about from when I met her about a year and a half, maybe two wow. years. Of the, yeah. But oh, I mean, great. this started, yeah, it started earlier, like probably 2011, even when I started to write a lot. 
of the book that was going to be the memoir, which is sitting over here. But then I moved this in. <laughs> yeah. So, what is what do you hope people get from this? <laughs> well, <coughs> excuse me, with poetry, like you're putting your heart out a little bit, you know, pouring out some of your emotions. I think it's connection. You know, you, you want people to kind of see, especially with a title like Detroit, growing up in the city and living in Detroit most of my life, you know, in the city, um, perspectives and, and things that you saw that people might not pull together when they think of the city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To actually be living um, <laughs> in a lot of decades in Detroit and seeing a lot of changes and different areas I lived in. So, I guess just connection and and kind of opening people's eyes a little bit. I think some of it sounds teenage sometimes. Some of it's very much grown up. So I I thought maybe, you know, even teenagers or or younger people might enjoy some of it too. When I look to, it looks like, because I was kind of looking when she was browsing through, you have it kind of separated too. And there was like, you know, poems about growing up and I think the what's really cool about this is that it's so open for interpretation, you know, with music and with poetry, right? It can really connect with people. Like when you write a book, I feel like it's more like, I mean, I guess books are interpretive too, but it's like, we all know Harry Potter wins in the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of Mm -hmm. like, we know what happens where this is like, you can connect on so many different levels. I think that's really, really unique and really cool. And that's well said because it is, it's like, you could take it, I was doing some other interviews um, and I didn't look at it really that way till people pointed it out, you know, that, and, and when I read poetry, I, I, I mean, that's the way it is. It's your interpretation of what you're reading. Um, doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's like, wow. And some of them you might not like, some of them you might like better. It's just your own take on it. So that's true. Mm-hmm. And connection. Yeah. Yeah. What, which one is your favorite? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. You know, <laughs> I, I like some of the growing up ones, like the back in the garden where it starts, you know, when you were a kid. And so, you know, the garden, I still, I can see it in my head right now growing up and, you know, where we did in Detroit. And then there's other ones that get more, you know, uh, what's the word for it? Abstract, some of those. Mm-hmm. And some of them are dark. So it's not necessarily a happy you know, adventure all the time. Happy go lucky book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it really, you know, I, I think though that, I mean, I guess with poetry and with writing, that's what you're doing though. You're, you're conveying what you feel for that, that title or whatever you wanted to do. Some of them like November rain, November rain. I really like, you know, the Michigan train station. And there's, there's just things that experiences here and maybe some of them, Maybe we're an experience, but something that you could see happening or a different viewpoint. And it could be dark Mm. and dreary and wow, she's going through a lot. Is it me? That's interpretation, right? Right. I don't know if it's me. (laughs) It's not that, you know, there's stories of being in a rock band or um, any band, you know, as a musician or artist in any art form and being on the road and being in clubs and seeing a lot of things. I mean, maybe it's about you. Maybe it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Were there any that uh, you hesitated in after you went ahead and put it out? You um, maybe, I don't know, struggled with the idea that people were going to read it and, and think it was about you? You know, I don't think so. I think that, I mean, I could think of a couple that had some mentions about, I think the one is sometimes, well, Midnight Stars maybe. Um, where they're almost like a, a a nightmarish kind of dream of you know something that could have happened on the streets and maybe it did, but but no, I, I think I I don't think so. I mean, at first, yeah, I mean, there probably were a couple spots where I thought, but if you're gonna write, you can't censor, you know, you can't not write what you're feeling or put like. Actually, I thought there right. should have been more. Like I after it was done, I thought, oh my gosh, I forgot this, I forgot that more that way than, oh, I shouldn't have had that in there necessarily because of something in it. Right. I do want to back up because you said something that was really interesting. And as a fellow writer, um, you said you can't censor yourself when you're writing. Mm. 
how did you develop that mindset? Because for so right. many people that write and myself included, like I'm constantly censoring it. What I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh, is this wrong? Or am I, you know, right. wrong for it, feeling this? How did you develop that mindset? Well, it's a little different. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, censor is different things you, you know, you want to, I guess if you're doing a book, are you appropriate or not? I don't know because what is that for a book is different than yeah. how you might be talking to someone. Right. So this is really your art. And I guess, yeah, too, just, and I, I think censor, like more like the limitations on your creativity. I feel like you have a, more of a freedom in, in how you express the creativity, if that makes sense at all. Like, how yeah. did you develop that like freedom to say, you know what, this is just what I'm going to say. And if someone reads it, they read it. And, but how did you develop that? Just like non-judgment so, for yourself, for your own work. That's a good question. Kind of yeah, like that is. the way I'm interpreting what mm-hmm. you're saying is how writing from the heart and writing being authentic and writing truth versus writing what you think the audience yeah i know accept I, and accept. I don't think i i think maybe i don't know maybe with some of the influences i had you know and some of the the artists or the poets i read and some of the musicians i really liked were doing that and so i mm. and and also because that was the only way like I was super shy when I was a kid, like I kind of still am. It seems weird, but it's like introverted a little. And the only way to communicate was to to say how you really felt. Like if you think about artists like Patti Smith or Bob Marley, I mean, they're, they, you know, uninhibited really on mm-hmm. stage. You might, you might watch it and go, wow. You know, I'm trying to think of somebody right now who's like that. I can't really think of anyone, but a lot of the artists that they were doing like dangerous kind of, you know, performances, even you think about it, you know, like, like we used to say walking without a tightrope where it was really you or, or maybe what you thought was you. It was like your heart was coming out. So regardless of, of how I might've thought, I guess it just came out without the censor, you know? So it, this is a hard question to answer. I think it's who you are influenced by. And, and when you identify with your writing, it's the only way that you could get over the shy thing is to speak in a different way. Maybe that's it. I almost had the answer. I don't quite have. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) A little complicated. Yeah. Now, how how can people get the book? I got it on Amazon. (laughs) Um, Yes, on Amazon and it's Prime Day, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it. It's in stores. I know that's kind of hard to shop right now, but like uh, it's at Dearborn Music and Bookbeat in Oak Park, um, Horizons Books up north in Traverse City. It's also in Ann Arbor, right. Nicole, Nicola's Books. Yeah. So it, it's in some spots and it's going to be in more places, but that stopped in March when COVID hit. Yeah. Because I had yeah. a whole bunch of stuff planned for the second part of it. And now it's going to be on audio. So this interview is kind of oh, timely. Cool. Yeah. Oh, finally, yeah it's great. really cool. Yeah. So, so t- tell us about that okay. audio. Will it be you reading it or how, yeah. how does that work? Yeah. So I did that over the summer. I read a lot of the book and we finally, um, it's going to be uploaded and it'll be available in a few weeks. Hopefully if all goes well on find away voices, which also distributes to Amazon and audible. And some of the bigger Ooh. platforms. Oh, so. cool! Oh, yeah. very exciting! Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Really cool. Congratulations! So, That's great. great. Yeah, you can get it. I mean, it's around like like Barnes and Noble. I don't think they have hard copies there right now, but online at Barnes and Noble, um, I think Target had it on their website, which oh, seems cool, unusual, mm, but nice. you know, kind of wow. different than um, Amazon. And we talked about Aquarius Press, the publisher, or you can get it from me. If you just find <laughs> me and I can get it to you. Okay. So uh, we right. do have your link up on our page so people can connect through your website, your Facebook and order it that yeah, way. Yeah, I just ordered some okay. more books too, because I was out. So hopefully okay. when I say you get them for me, I have them, right? Thanks. <laughs> And your your um your uh your webpage is real easy to remember. It's justyourname.com, Carolyn Carolynstreel.com. Yeah. yeah. A good one to remember. Yeah. So now so now speaking of music, I'm I'm excited to hear 
how it how this all came about how how did how did it all start you know you were born and then you know <laughs> with with a guitar yeah. in her hand in her hand yeah and a microphone in the other and uh-huh. <laughs> no i i guess music was just um same thing as what i was talking about with writing you know we i was young and a little girl and i was playing my my aunt's keyboard she had one of those old church not church organ but kind of reminded you this you know things you could do different levers on it and everything and we were in Detroit of course playing it at the house and I was making songs up so my parents were excited and decided to get piano lessons and you know piano lessons are generally classical which Mm -hmm. I mean that was fine I some people just can't stand that I was just like I'm you know happy to be you know, but at some point it became restrictive because I wanted to to write, you know, I was already making songs up. So, but it's a really good background. So I was doing classical, then I did some jazz. Um, I was singing in a choir with my sister and there seemed to be music all over. Growing Mm -hmm. up, my parents were always playing music and it was sort of, I guess, a natural thing because I really, really got into wanting to be a performer. But then at some point you decided you were going on to going on for to further your education and you became a teacher. Well, I've been a teacher. This is my 11th year. So I have not been a teacher that long. Like a lot of people say, oh, yeah, it wasn't my my life. You know, I didn't have a lifetime of teaching. I love teaching, but I didn't do it at first. (laughs) So I was doing music and I, I was going to Wayne State. And I um, came back to Wayne State for to finish a degree and start more degrees, and the rest is history. So, all my uh, my college degrees are from Wayne State, and um, I'm a teacher now too. So, <laughs> so where you started with music, and then you decided you'd continue on with your degree, kind of like that. I mean, I started. I was at Wayne State University when I was really young. You know, my sister and I moved moved um, down to campus. We lived in an apartment, like a, a flat. It was really cool in this house. We actually were the Daly in the Alley is we oh, were in that yeah. apartment first. Yeah. On Hancock there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know that so, well. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. So we um, stayed down at Wayne State for a while. and But I w- had a band. And we were like the clash came to the they were, their bus was outside. Oh, it was wow. just crazy times, you guys. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Then- and I wanted to, the band thing was important to me. I really wanted to perform and to write. So I was a teenager doing that too. So your wow. music career was underway when you made the, when you made the initial jump to becoming a teacher. Oh yeah. So it hasn't been that long. That Right. Yeah. That no. Been- so how did your music, your music background and your performing and your, your stage presence, how has that helped you in the classroom? You know, I think that it gives you a lot of confidence. I mean, when you're a beginning teacher, and I wasn't like a young beginning teacher, you know, so it kind of all the college and, you know, getting prepared, but nothing like being in the classroom. It's Mm -hmm. totally different. Talk about baptism by fire. Oh, yeah. And high school, school, you know, teenagers again. And um So I teach English. So it kind of goes with what I do anyway, which is try to try to, you know, give students that confidence that, you know, and and teenagers are such an awkward time. It's an awkward, Mm -hmm. you know, and and right now, especially with trying to learn with remote learning. But when I started, though, I I really felt like I could help teenagers with with English, you know, with language arts, but also just to be there, you know, as a voice, they could talk to me. They could do writing. Some of the kids um, wrote songs. I brought guitars. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've cool. had some oh, fun. Oh, my God. I'm a teacher like you when so I was in school. Right. I was just going to say that. I was just, <laughs> do your yeah. students know your background about your book and your music? And- I mean, some of them did. This year's been a little quieter because of, you know, everything going on. But, yeah, we, we would I would show the videos sometimes. They'd come on, Miss Triel. Come on. I want to see it. And I brought in some musicians, you know, um, kind of like speakers and they would bring their guitars and play and stuff. So, you know, just to give them that insight into what writing is when you hear a song, it's from something somebody wrote down, just like a movie. Mm -hmm. There's usually, and there has to be screenplay. 
So and a student it's state, yeah, yeah, Go it ahead. helped your credibility as a teacher. Well, yeah, because it's an adventure. You know, you, and yeah. they'd ask about different countries. Like, I, gosh, did you really go there and play? Oh, my gosh, I want to go there. And just stuff wow. that can connect, can make people feel like, oh, I could probably do this someday, too. Mm-hmm. And some people came out of there had written some really good songs. Oh, and, wow. Uh, That's really I know. Cool. I was going to ask you that because I was going to ask you, have, have any of the students in, in this short career that you've had as a teacher, has anybody come back and said, you know, you really helped me or you really led me down the, you know, where I, I wanted to pursue music, but I didn't know how to do it. And that yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. A couple of students are at Wayne State in the music school. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, and inspiring, like there were some artists too that drew so well and they were kind of, you know, bummed out. They weren't sure what to do and things weren't going well. Well, they're tattoo artists too. Mm. Wow! I mean, just so that they can see that their art can lead them somewhere, you know, maybe maybe they're going to be in music all their life or they're going to change and move things around. You can do both. You know, you can do two things. Well, let's let's talk about that. That's a perfect segue into Mm -hmm. what I wanted to get into when we uh, did our research and just saw everything that you have accomplished. Yeah. yeah. We were like, wow. wait a minute, we, we have five shows we could do here <laughs> in different areas. I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. Um with all the titles that Gina said, one of the ones that she didn't mention is entrepreneur. I mean, that's really yeah. what you are. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about that, how you built this sustainable career in music because you know as much as you guys on stage make it look like it's easy and fun um when you look at a website like you have with all the um awards yeah just everything you've done where you've toured that wasn't easy there's no way that that was easy so how did you get it how did you take it from you know a passion when you were young and um you know wanting to to play with the band to creating this type of career and earning this type of reputation in the industry and staying in it? That's a great question. I think that a lot of it, it's your drive. Um, Like students always ask me, well, how do you get in a band even? Well, you know, things were different then. There was no internet. I mean, everything was phone Mm -hmm. calls and notes and (laughs) mailing things. Um, and we actually looked in the paper. We would read, you know, the hard copies of the paper and find things out. But another thing, and that's that's good you said that, it's it's who you connect with. There's the connection word. Um, and connection is really important because if it doesn't just happen that one day you're in a band. You have to seek out like-minded people. And part of that was me um, right. wanting to be a DJ as well. So I got involved with these this group at the radio station at the high school. Next thing you know, everybody was musicians. I, I didn't know they were. And we were all, yeah, we were all playing together. And some of the people in Detroit that I had gone to school with, you know, they wanted to play, do a band, put a band together too. So it kind of was who I, I was associating with, you know, um, mm-hmm. they were musicians. And the other thing is um, my first husband, he had been on tour with Patti Smith when Be- because the night came out, the one she did with Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a part of it, and that he had all that experience too with being, you know, a road manager on tour. Um, he knew a lot of people, so that was a you know big thing too. So you know, managing me and working with me to get things moving ahead, and it took some time. I mean, we went to Japan for two months to perform. That was great. But I mean, everything built on another thing. So you just, it was just life. That's how life was. That's what you wanted to do. So there was always going to be a stage, you know, we had a lot of shows. We would, he would book a lot of shows. I was always writing. So we were starting going to the studio a lot to release music. So I guess that's part of the way we did it, you know. So it wasn't like, um, it wasn't a question of, can I do this? It was like, we're going to do it. Wow. That's how you kind of have to be. I was just going to ask you, um, do you take a vacation? 
Yeah, yeah, actually, I I used to not really take vacation, like time uh-huh. off. But as I got older, I said, you know, like, I, and plus it, I wrote songs sometimes. I know that sounds weird, but I, I would write on my vacation. Yeah. Some of the stuff. I, I, you didn't even have to say that. I, I pretty much knew <laughs> that you're, well, you're just all the time, right? Just, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of writing though, I find when, and, and so I don't mean, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but when I'm down or things aren't going well, there's, there's a, a lot of writing that comes out of that. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's like summer and vacation can be too um, happy. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is sun's out. This is shining. And some of my, um, I was reading one of the poems at an event. I think it might have been at, I don't know, I was at Third Man with ML Liebler. But or last year, my book came out. It was October. So it's been a year when it was released. But it says something about the sun hurts. The sun is painful. So mm-hmm. that... <laughs> you know, I don't want the sun out. I want it to rain. And I remember that Shirley Manson song, but this was way before that. So I thought, God, am I really depressed? Yeah, I guess so. You know, when you're reading it, people are like looking at you and I'm like, well, you know, maybe that that particular moment, you know, right, came across, came out that way. So, Mm -hmm. well, we always ask this question to um, our singers, songwriters and stuff. Um, do you, you're asleep. Do you wake up out of your sleep and go, oh my God, I got a song and you start writing? Yeah. And, and you okay. know what? If yeah. I don't do that, I'll forget it. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll forget it. So, and there used to be that I would sit down with the guitar and I'd have some lyrics or sometimes at the piano and the lyrics would be there, or the poem, and it would just come like that. I mean, it would just, mm. come, it was like, I didn't have to, you know, force it. And I didn't even know I had it there to come to come out. Wow. I think, yeah, I would think there's other people that probably write that way where they sit down. It wasn't forced, but sometimes you want to write something and you sit down and do that doesn't work. And you can't. Yeah. 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 Now, do you, do you, do you consider yourself a workaholic? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, I guess I am. Like, I didn't really think so. And then I started seeing all the stuff I did. <laughs> Maybe. I don't we know. Were, if, we were exhausted just looking yeah. at your stuff. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Something changed. It's you know, the more you do, the more you do. I guess. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I read an interview that you did in Metro Parent, which was an excellent interview. Um, and one of the things that they said about you or that you talked about were your lifelong passions that you figured out the why in the daily grind, your why, what does that mean? I think that it means, why are you doing this? I, you know, it's like an artist curse. And I, sometimes you have to, because it's so ingrained in you that, you know, the why of it is that because I have to, and I know that sounds weird, but painters um, and poets and and musicians often have a calling, I suppose, you know, that's true Mm. that, really something they realized. And I guess I sort of realized it. I didn't know though, that I later would be a teacher, but when I look back, maybe all along, you know, with, with what my course was at Wayne state and what I liked and how much I liked teenagers. And, you know, I remember myself at that age and it was really a tough age. So maybe that's part of it. You know, the connection with, Oh my gosh, I know it. I've been there. It's not easy. So Maybe it's a life path in a strange way. Um, my husband, Scott, who plays in my band with me, is a great songwriter. And, you know, he I don't know if he started doing it really young too, writing music. And, and, and I guess it's just something we do as, you know, as in our life. It's part of our life. Can you can you teach that to kids or can you teach? Is that something that people can learn? Like, how do you explain? Has to be to people how they can find their why. How do how do you mm-hmm. teach that? I talk about that with with students about what they love, and some people don't know yet; they haven't found it. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of people are late bloomers. Like later on, they'll find it. They haven't done that yet. And I mean, I think it depends on what you're surrounded by. Again, 
if if you have family that that loves a certain, you know, if they love music, if they, you know, they're taking you to museums or maybe you're you're listening to stories that are compelling and interesting and you want to find out more. You know, you're like a little researcher and you're a little kid, but you're finding out, especially good now with Google and everything, I guess, you know, oh, you wow, really yeah. look up all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, we didn't have that then. And so we, we made up little stories. I guess it just comes from, you know, surrounding yourself with that. So finding a passion, students discover that, and maybe they just start drawing and you're, you're saying, wow, I never knew you could draw like that. A lot of students in ninth grade are now in 12th grade doing like graphic design because they're just wow. they could do that for a career. They, cool. they really do. Yeah. And, you know, they just thought they were kind of drawing and they knew they were sort of good, but they didn't, you know, people need to be encouraged. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a if you're teacher, surrounded with people that bring it out, that's what I'm saying. True. If you have a teacher or or anybody that can bring it out of you and giving you encouragement, yeah. I know. I mean, I remember feeling like a weirdo. You know, I'm in high school, and my mom's like, "Why do you want to be like everybody else?" You know, she would give me a hard. <laughs> I look, I say, everyone's making fun of me, and 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 my mom would say, "So what?" You know. <laughs> She, she had that way about her, like, you know, kind of fit it. You kind of want to fit in, but you don't want it because you want to do mm-hmm. your thing and be yeah, able yeah. to be yourself. You know, and so who encourages you today? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of it is in, in, you have to learn to do it yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really hard because sometimes you almost can't. So I guess, you know, I would say my husband and people around me, you know, um, kind of give you a boost. When you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. And you know, you're a teacher or you, you know, and it's hard because every day, every day is a new adventure, big new day. New yeah. It's not like, okay, now we're good. It's Monday. I can cruise. No, you, you got to do a lot. And, and like I said, helping people, I think that, you know, is the most important thing is really everybody has something going on that right. they need to talk about or they need to get over or maybe maybe they think they don't but there might be something especially when they're young mm-hmm. it doesn't matter though now with covid everyone's going through so much <laughs> right know. we're all going through yeah we are yeah. we are yeah yeah so I hope, yeah i answered a few things i hope because sometimes it's hard to talk about like i sound like i'm going in a circle but no no you sound not great. In yeah. your blog, the the summer hope for 2020, um, you were describing um, it was the beginning of summer, and you said uh, summer's here with so much anger, outrage, illness, and lives in danger. It's hard to write with gushes of emotion than mm-hmm. silence. What what did you mean by that? Gushes Thank you. Of yeah, it just came out of. I, I think a lot of us are on Facebook, and a lot of us. Um, most people are, and you know, you see so much, so much hate, and so many people is arguing, and mm-hmm. and and you want to say something, and you don't, and then you want to write, and then it gets emotional, then you decide not to. It's almost like when you write a letter to somebody, you decide not to yeah. send it. Remember those days? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. they never <laughs> went away. So, yeah. I just, I feel mm-hmm. like you know, there's a lot you you want to say, and then you just hold back because you're not right. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, summer was tough. And so now we're in fall and it's, it's not really gotten much better. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. It hasn't, but you haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still moving forward and you're still doing things. So how do you, what is it about your mindset that um, keeps you moving forward? Cause you've I- had a lot going on. Yeah, I think you have to remember and put it in perspective again that, you know, things change and, and things always the next day might be super different. So and when you're in that, that sad place or you're just going, I, I can't, I don't know, this is not going well, to try to remember um, what you did another time when you were in it, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of situation. This is a situation nobody's really been in because we've never had this kind right. of lockdown, we can't do it, the things we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, the confidence boosting and talking to yourself, you know, just talking to yourself, remembering things that when you had to overcome something, 
you know, something you went through, like when I had breast cancer, it's like, sometimes I forget, like, and, you know, I mean, I'll be going out with doing something during the day, and I won't even be thinking I'll see this Pinktober or, you know, and and last year, I was doing the Pink Fun, great organization where we performed a new song. And I should be thinking of that. But, you know, you get so busy with everything else, you forget what you've overcome, even. So when you were talking right. about, what, yeah, what you went through, I think everybody has to overcome. I mean, maybe there are people I know that seem to be kind of doing okay, but a lot of people have been through a lot, especially right now. Right. Yeah. So I guess you just get up again and start over. Yeah. Every day. Has there been a time like when you think. thought? Yeah. Has there been a time when you thought about giving up on music? I don't. I'm not real sure about that. You know, I don't think so, so much because it just kept, things kept happening. Like, you know, they just kept happening. There was like one thing led to another, to another. So um, with that being said, you know, we'd be back in the studio. There'd be more songs to record. There'd be something where a trip was planned. You know, somebody wrote, wanted you to come play here. You know, it always snowballed into something else. And how do you, know, you think that happened? How do you think? Right. That, yeah. Good question. That because mm-hmm. many people right. write songs and they're in the studio and right. nothing happens. So how do you think yeah. what do you think was different for you? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you keep the momentum going? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's sort of the people I've been around, you know, because um and who you know, but I wouldn't even say that. I think it's just that you don't stop and you keep doing it. I, I don't know for other people, like there's other people I know that, you know, they have record deals. They're really doing good, even with things going on. Not too many, because right now a lot of people are saying they don't want to do music anymore because they can't make any money. Yeah. I think my mom always said to me, and I kind of was annoyed because <laughs> mom would say, well, you need something to fall back on. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. You know, I was like, no, I don't want you know, although I like law, you know, because I worked in law a little bit, um, actually a lot. I worked at um, a downtown law firm for a long time, and I loved it because I loved being involved in in different things. And I think that was part of the way I, I was brought up, too, is there was always something different going on, um, something new to f- discover. And I try to teach it to the students that no matter how bleak or something's not going well, there's something new to discover. I don't know why. Um, oh, yeah. Friend of a friend. So a lot of it's friend of a friend will recommend you or say, you know, she talked to her about coming over and playing this thing or a lot of it is friend of a friend. So a lot of recommendations have gotten me overseas, you know, where people would say, you know, because I would play certain places again. Like there were three different tours of the specific area of Italy because, you know, wow. somebody said, call Carolyn and see if she'll, you know. And then I went and then they wanted us back and, you know, things like that. So maybe it, it is who you know, again, who might put in a good word, right? Well, there's that work. saying that you attract who you are. So if you have that kind of uh, mindset, um, that driven mindset, um, you attract people like that. And that's, I think part of it too. That's how you make those connections, the right connections that keep the momentum going. It's some kind of feels risky sometimes, like this person's not going to want to even, you know what I mean? You feel like, should I even reach out? A lot of it is like you can't really not reach out because you never know. Right. Yeah, there might be a certain situation you want to, you know, there's, and you have to kind of be, I don't know if it's, it's not really being forward or, or, or pushy, but it's just, Hey, this sounds good. You know, I'd like, and maybe two years from then the person remembers, or maybe they have yeah. an opening. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that old leap of faith coming out. It <laughs> <That's> is. <right. laughs> it is a yeah. lot of praying and hoping and working. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, are you working on music right now? Do we have any plans to release any new music? Yeah. The I will rise song. Um, we recorded it and then we started to do it over. <laughs> it's going to be the same arrangement, but we really want it to sound good. And then we've got a couple other songs. Actually, I've got probably six or seven, which is oh, good. Wow. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that I want to record soon, but mm-hmm. like, you know, 
I think it's just, it's that motivation all of a sudden takes you over and you, you're doing it. You know, you're talking about it. To, finally, it's like, okay, we're doing it. What's your musical goal uh, for the end of the year? By the end of the year, you want to accomplish what? Well, there's there's so many people online and there's so many virtual, you know, we, we've done, we had a couple shows, actually live shows. You were talking about live music. Um, we mm-hmm. did play, we played um, at Detroit Music Weekend again, and then also Congregation Cafe in Detroit. And then I think a lot of people did the virtual arts beats. I, I think Rocky did. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on Facebook. Right. So, I mean, live at Kidju Cafe, they have outside, you know, we were going to do that again because we played last year. Um, it was a really big show there and, but it's getting cold. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. how long, you know, with, with what's going on, but I'd like to finish more songs and maybe have a release next year, you know, a new mm-hmm. uh, CD oh, cool. or a new digital something come out, maybe a single, mm-hmm. maybe a whole album because I have enough songs. So I think that's, that would be great. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Where do you hope to go back in Europe? Where would you love to go back to play? Well, we're scheduled for England again next summer. It was supposed to be again. Wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We played Isle of Wight two years ago um and in london again and i love italy so i love to be back there again cool. too yeah what what time of year are you going are you scheduled to go to lunch to england july july oh, it's okay. a great time to go yeah, it really is yeah yeah yeah, yeah they have I, their I, I, was, I was gonna say nora's gonna hit you on know, your trip nora, there i want to go back i want to go back so bad that is su- it's such a <laughs> i know it really is. all right you know <laughs> you're you going to her hair yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah there you yeah. go you be her Thank stylist me with no and i i need i need style i need it all but no i'm grateful though for um for the opportunities and stuff that's happened. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of bands you've heard of that I was lucky to meet or play with. And, you know, it's crazy. It is. Mm-hmm. So um, have you seen the TikTok video of the guy on the longboard singing uh, the Fleetwood Mac song with oh, the ocean I, spray? Yeah, I heard <laughs> about that. Yeah, see that at this point. That's so cool. Is they ban it now though? Is it's like TikTok? You know, I don't, I don't know. I know um, Ocean Spray, you know, gave them a truck and stuff, and that was so nice. I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. I saw all the Ocean Spray stuff merchandise, but I didn't know they had given him a whole truck. So I was like, oh, that's so nice. Bought him a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carolyn, give us your uh, social I, I, social media. Yeah, all the social yep. media sites are so we can find the main you. one yeah. that people can I, follow you, know, you. I used to use Facebook a lot more because um, at first it was mainly for music for me. Just to you know, I, it worked pretty well. Now it's you know different, but um, it would be Facebook.com, Carolyn Streel, you know. And my website, carolynstreel.com. Um, there's Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm probably leaving some off because I'm not thinking straight, but most of the regular stuff that you look an artist has, you know, I, I have a band okay. camp. I got so worn out doing band camp, I didn't finish it, but there is a band <laughs> camp there. Um, but I think that if you want to hear the music too, and it, everything's not on the internet that I've done. So, you know, some of my older stuff I was going to re-release. Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's some music that is kind of cool, and it's from a while ago. So, you know, that is not on Amazon or anywhere like that. So, um, or Apple Music. So, those are my that. Yeah, you know, so another project that might be kind of neat. <laughs> wow. And I think it could happen next year where some of that's re-released, which I'm kind of excited about um, from way long ago. Now, now, do you change, are, you change, are you changing the arrangement or, or re, you know, maybe, maybe not really, but maybe adding a few things onto some of the music. That's a good question, too. Um, there's a couple of recent albums of vinyl that um, I'm on. One of my bands from way long ago um, was released on this album in Seattle, but Detroit based. It was like Don was his first band. The Traders is on there. There's oh, all cool. kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And then there's another vinyl that 
is uh, my band, Detroit Energy Asylum, which featured all kinds of great musicians, you guys, and it's rare. But that also is somewhere on my website, and it's in my blog. You were reading my blog. Those two yes. albums, there's yes. links and to how to, we have that yeah, posted. We'll post all those links. Okay. Yeah. yeah where you um, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. <laughs> so yes. we're getting four o'clock. Um, this went by way too quick. I know. So, uh, <laughs> the audio is coming out uh, November, I think. But the book, you can get the book now. It's so cool. And uh, I can't wait to have you sign it. So oh, I, I know. Wait. I can't wait to we can see each show. other in person. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so nice. You guys are yeah. great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank the you very best. much. And, uh, yes. We'll have you back on. And, Gina, and you're going to read our... Our fortune really quick. Uh, really, uh, really quick. And then I know we got to go. Dave's got to yep, go. Yes. You will be unusually successful. Ooh, in the entertainment career. That's right. awesome. And, and wow. remember, perfect. sometimes the only mode of transportation available is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith and happy hump day. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Day. Caroline. At three. Bye. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Good luck Bye. in the Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.